Well, good morning, Bridge Church. I don't want to look out there because there's so many people. I'll get nervous. <laughs> okay, I don't see anybody. <laughs> um, I just want to know you how gracious I am to be able to come in front of you and give you a little message that God laid on my heart. Um, you know, when God lays a message on you and he wants you to do something for him, um, my first thought was, not me, because <laughs> um, I'm not, not somebody that does this a lot. But um, I know today, for the things that have happened um, in my life, that when, you, when God asks you and you do it, your blessings are come to you and, and you're pleasing to God. And so um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and pray for the 9-11, um, the people that lost their families and so on. So if you want to bow your heads, you can or whatever. Dear Lord, we lift up the 9-11 families and the ones that lost their lives to evil, Lord. I pray, God, that the firemen and the policemen will put their lives at risk, lost their lives saving rescuing others, that the families of them can have some kind of peace through this 21 years later. And, Father, I just pray that this never happens again, that the evil one is defeated and the good, the good is saved, Lord. And so, Father, I just want to also lift up the policemen and firemen that are working the streets in some of these cities, Lord, that are being demonized for, for being police officers who serve us, Lord, and serve, serve other people, Lord. And I just pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Okay, so um, I hope everyone's looking forward to the new season with, with Pastor Dave Gregg and, and his wife Ruth and his family. They'll be here not next week, but the week after. And then, of course, we'll have some consistency. You know, um, I, I just look, I'm looking forward because I know talking to this man, and I know he was called by God, um, and, you know, just pray that they have a safe trip here, and, and when, when they get here, Lord, I know that the direction that he will put us in will be what you wanted, and so I thank you for that. Um, also, uh, I'm going to take a moment out to pray for and thank Pastor Jay and Cindy for their service and guidance and love they gave us for many years. Um, Pastor Jay and Cindy, um, we were going, my wife and I, we've been here about nine or ten years now. My wife and I were going to another church, and we never got, I guess you would say, um, placed where we felt that this is where we wanted to be. And um, so what happened was we heard, we heard Pastor Jay, a friend called, a friend that I didn't know yet, <laughs> Um, called out of the blue and asked if we wanted to come to an, an outreach program that was on Tuesday nights. And um, I did not know, really know this guy. I had heard things about him from the recovery meetings um, that he wasn't the nicest of guys, but that, I don't believe that's true today because when I met him, and um, anyway, he brought us, he, he reached out like we should be doing with others, reached out, made a cold call to me and invited us. And we came to that Overcomers Outreach meeting and to church the next Sunday, and we haven't, we haven't changed since then. Our hearts have changed, but we haven't changed churches. Let's put it that way. So um, also, Keith Helgeson is here, and he mocks my water that I drink. You guys probably heard that one in one of his sermons. And also, I do have the record for the quickest sermon. Um, I think that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, today, uh, 
it won't be as quick, but uh, it won't be very long either. So if you guys got two and a half hours, I can stand up here for you. <laughs> anyway, a little sense of humor there. Um, so I want to also thank, reach out and thank the, the people in the church, the body of Christ in this church, um, stepped up when we, when we were going through a time that we were not familiar with. Um, I know I wasn't, and a lot of us weren't. Um, but you, you stepped up, and you, and you started serving and doing things that, um, that we're supposed to do in our church, serve the Lord and, and um, help others. And I just want to thank you for helping the church to keep growing and go, going and growing. And, I mean, it's an amazing thing to see what happened in this church when we lost our pastor. Um, I thought it would be the opposite. And that goes to show you I don't know a whole lot. Um, but So I just want to thank them. Um, also, most of all, I want to thank God for his guidance and wisdom he gave us through this process. Thank you, Lord. May you be glorified. That's how I feel about, about who actually did this for us. He worked through us. And um, before I get into God's word and message for today, um, I, I, my wife and I, uh, I feel that we're kind of like our ministry is, is in recovery groups. And we, we do one on Monday nights and Tuesday nights. And the reason I'm telling you this, because um, I feel that, that that is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so I'll just tell you a little bit about my wife. She's a wonderful lady. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Thank you for being my wife. <laughs> and, I, and my daughter's here from Texas, too, and I'm so grateful. She's my oldest daughter, and um, I'm not going to tell you her age because that makes me look really old. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, about the recovery groups, I got off that for a second. Um, you know, the people that come to those groups are people that have either been in a religion and have blamed God for for how they feel and what they're doing, um, or they don't never knew God and, and they're coming to they're coming to get sober. My my story is they're coming to get sober and also want to get them saved. Um, all I can do is my part on that. Um, and just want to tell you a quick story because I know this is a Sunday Sunday afternoon church. Well, it's still morning. Um, <laughs> anyway, I had a guy that I that I had been mentoring for. For probably um, almost four years, and I, he was a borderline trying to find Jesus. And he really wasn't too interested. He said he he had his own path, and which I know everybody does. But um, I was sitting in here, and I sit over there by that door every every Monday night, always the same place. So I can see who comes through there and see if I got to hide. Just kidding. Um, anyway, he. You know, he, he, he was coming and talking and stuff, and I hadn't seen him for a little while, and he came into the meeting, and um, I, was, I was here, and I, I was thinking, God, is this where you want me to be? Is this what my ministry is for you, Lord? Am I glorifying you by doing um, recovery groups? And I, I thought about that, and I got up, and there was 10 minutes left of the meeting. I went upstairs, and I prayed. Came back downstairs, I just want you to know sometimes God answers prayers very quickly, sometimes not so. But I got back down here, and the meeting was just letting over, and a guy came up to me, and he said, can, I, can we talk in private for a minute? And I said, sure. So 
we went into the, um, the little room, um, and it's pretty small. What we call it? I forgot what we call it already. Um, any, anyway, he threw his arms around me, and he said, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for leading me to the Lord. I, been, I found Jesus. He goes, I can't get enough of him. And he was going to another church, um, and that church is like us. <laughs> and so I was so grateful. God showed me just in a moment what he wanted me, what he wanted me to do. And so um, that being said, I'll, um, I'll kind of get away from that. Um, And just um, my, my, top, my topic today, my message, like I said, I'm, a, I'm not good at doing this, real good at doing this, so, so please uh, give me a little space as far as uh, this. I'm just doing the best I can with what I can. Um, so my, my, my message is giving, a giving heart and willing to serve. And I th- think that fits in with 9-11 really well because we have police officers and firemen and serving people, and, and sure, some of them serve God also, I'm sure, but... Um, so for my message, I have a few scriptures that I want to want to bring up, um, and the, and the first scripture is is uh, Galatians five, thirteen and fourteen, and I have that on up here for you. You brothers and sisters were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh; rather, serve one and another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. And um, anyway, that fits in really good for us, who we are, the church body in this church, uh, people that are coming here, I hope they join the body, get involved. Uh, but that tells us uh, Paul, this is Apostle Paul, he's instructing the, the Galatians you know, that the freedom from the Mosaic law comes with faith in Christ. Grace does not give us a license to sin. And that, that little saying right there um, tells me a lot because sometimes we know we're saved by grace and we don't ever, ever run out of grace. God loves us. We can't send him out of our lives. He loves us to the end. But that doesn't mean we're going to go home to him. So um, that being said, I'm going to go on to the next one. And this is Romans 12, 9, 13. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Um, that's the Apostle Paul, when he, when those, that scripture is, he's rapid-firing a lot of commands. Um, he's, t- he's telling us what we should be and what we should do and stuff. Um, there's a lot of them in a short message there. But, it, but he was urging the believers to demonstrate the sincere love with each other. And then if you went on past that, that verse 13, which I didn't put up there, um, he also says that we need to pray for the non-believers and, and um, pray for our enemies. So um, there's, there's 120 more, so I better get going here. <laughs> um, the next one is Corinthians 9, 7, chapter 9, verses 7 to 9. Um, 
the early service this morning, and, and I think he did it again, Pastor Daniel kind of touched on this, which is kind of nice because I think he read my notes. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> each of you should give what you decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, in all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work as it is written. They have freely scattered gifts to the poor. The righteous endures forever. And that's also Psalms 112.9. Um, that's the harvest of giving. And uh, I just want to tell you, I'm not, this scripture is not on there to get you guys to give. What, it, what, I, what it's on there for is it shows what we are. This church, um, there's, has, the people in this church, the body and whoever is in here, we, we are so blessed because uh, the givers give freely. And I just, I just pray like um, Pastor Daniel did um, that you give, don't give reluctantly. If you're giving it from your heart, that's fine. That's what God wants you to do. Never, never want to be guilty into something that you're not supposed to do. And like I said, our church is blessed. And I, I'm fighting allergies, so just so you know, <laughs> I'm going to be drinking a lot of water. Pastor Daniel gave me something to put in the mouth that keeps you moist. But the taste of it, I want to wash it out. <laughs> so, <laughs> probably drink more water. <laughs> but I, I bless him for giving it to me. Um, okay, the next one is Philippians 2, verses 1 through 11. And this is imitating Christ's humility. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete but by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in the Spirit and one in the mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, is be, who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used in his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made human likeness. So God was, uh, Jesus was here on earth as a, as a total person, and he was also total God. So, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to God and even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the God the Father. That, that says a lot to us. I, um, imitating Christ's humi humility is, is we're shoot, that's what we're shooting for, to be like Christ-like. Um, and we'll never be him, but we'll be we should be growing closer to him and being, um, being more like him, what God wants us to be. And um, so that being said, I, that, there's a lot more scriptures, but I'm not going to get into those. I'm going to kind of tell you a little experience that happened to me um, last Friday night. And then um, it happened again after that. But, so, you know, when, you work, when you're getting into God's word, the more you get into God's word, the more Satan attacks you. He, he comes in there, and he came in on Friday night. My wife was gone. My daughter wasn't there. And um, I, I was working on my, my sermon. And 
totally made me feel like I wasn't the type of person that should be standing up here, and I feel that too, but, um, but that I shouldn't be the type of person um, that could give this message. It, it has to be someone more, more godly. You know, I mean, that's how he was making me feel. Um, I went through that for a while, um, and then all of a sudden, I, you know, I thought of Jesus, and I asked Jesus, and Jesus came into, into me, and it was unbelievable, the peace that came over that. I told my wife when she got home and, and, and my daughter that I would probably be up here preaching if that would have been the time I was supposed to be up here. I mean, really preaching at you guys. I know Pastor Jay used to, he used to apologize once in a while when he said it got preachy, but, but that's how I felt. And so anyway, so when Satan attacks you, and he will, just remember you just ask Jesus to come in and get him out. And that's, that, that's what happened to me. Um, and so here's what he gave me after when he came back in where I was at that piece he gave me some things to write down what he thinks we should be and I thought okay I'll write those down I was writing them on everything um, so I just listed them out here first of all why wouldn't we first turn to Jesus that's what I should have done I mean I, I didn't I let Satan get too much of a hold um, because Emmanuel, which is in Matthew 1, 23, is God with us. That means he's with us. And, and that scripture came up afterwards. Um, and so if I had remembered that scripture, but sometimes he gets us when we're feeling at, our low, at a low point because he think, he's beating us up. But anyway, that, I, just, I know that's enough of that. But that I know today what I need to do, and I would have done it quicker had I thought about what, Christ was in us. God was in us. Um, okay, so he tells us to be, have humbleness, not to be proud, prideful. Um, you know, that, that explains to me a lot how I used to be like, and I know you guys don't have never known, known me to be like I used to be. <laughs> um, most people here know me. My daughter probably knows. My wife doesn't even know but there was a time in my life when I was full of pride and, um, and trying, you know, the, we try to get the things of the world um, to look better than the Joneses next door. I don't know why he picked on the Joneses on that, but um, anyway, so what, what happens is we get all caught up, and I'm we, I'm talking about me too, in the things of the world as far as... Uh, four-wheelers, uh, trailers, all kinds of stuff, which is, God wants us to have those things, but he also wants us to put him first. And so when that happens, sometimes we get caught up in that. We don't think of Christ. We think of the four-wheeler, the razor, <laughs> um, just, things, just things like that. And I know um, for the last seven, six, seven, eight years, I listened to nothing but, but Jesus' music, um, my friend Keith, I, I'm throwing him under the bus, just kidding. Um, he, he told me when, before I found the Lord, really, I, I, didn't, I found the Lord in 1980, but I didn't live my life like I did find him. I was living in the sinful life that I, that, um, that, that I was living in. Um, Keith would always, we've been working together 30, 30 to 30 years at least, um, we go to lunch together, and he always had Christian music on his, on his uh, car or pickup or whatever we had. 
Um, I'd always say to them, they always sing, they're always singing about the same guy. Yeah, that's what they're doing. <laughs> they're singing about Jesus, you know. So um, when I started getting involved and really getting into God's Word, um, all, what happened was the music um, lifted me up. It lifted me up. It never has brought me down. I've never heard a Jesus song that has brought me down. It's sad sometimes when you, you, when you talk about dying on the cross, but it doesn't bring you down. It lifts you up because he did it for us. Um, so I'm going to suggest that to you guys. If you're not doing it already, listen to Jesus music. Caleb or, you know, or the message on, on uh, um, the um, Sirius Radio. <laughs> I was serious about that. Um, Sirius Radio. And, and anyway, um, I'm just suggesting it because those are the things that really worked for me. And I feel so much better where my life is today, the, the days, the following Jesus, um, doing the things that lift me up has really changed my life and my wife and my kids, hopefully, and grandkids. Um, and just another thing is, this is another thing he told me to, to, to tell you guys. God speaks through people. So if you're talk, some, someone is talking something about Jesus, more than likely, as long as it's biblical, um, that's what he, you want, he wants you to listen to. And so, um, so remember, don't look for the bad in people. Look for the good. Because this world tells us only the bad things that are going on. It doesn't tell us the good things we should do and be. And so I would suggest that one for myself, too. Um, and then we should, we should be looking up to God. I know a lot of people will look down. Some people, I, when I was a young, young kid, I didn't have self-esteem at all. Um, when I got older and I was able to, to get my pride <laughs> that I was talking about, that was different. But I couldn't look at somebody unless I was, I was um, in a certain, certain mode. But um, always when we look up, that's impressive. That's impressing God. If we look down, that's depressing because we put, it's like putting the brake on. So that was another thing. And I, like I said, these all came right in a short period of time. And then he also told me the evidence is real. This one is a little different because the last time I did a service on Ezekiel, um, I was doubting that he wanted me to do that message in the Old Testament. And I was thinking about him. I come out, start my truck up, and there's a song out called Evidence. And the last words of that song is, the evidence is real. And that came on my radio, and that's all I heard. And so that was him telling me the evidence is real. I mean, I did, it was beyond the point. I called Keith and told him what happened, because we talk about everything. Um, but those are the kind of things that God will do for you. He will actually... Um, do things that, you know, that let it clear. One other thing, going back to my, um, I'm just getting away from this for a minute, going back to my, um, when I did my, my, um, sorry. I did it, told my story. Um, back in, that, that was in 2020. And that story that I told, I told about the things that happened to me and, and what the outcomes were. And, and what happened was, um, 
I had this guy, we, I was leaving an overcomers meeting, this is in 2017, leaving an overcomers meeting, and I stopped at the stop sign on Woodruff and Hoops, and the guy rear-ended me. Um, I had just come out of a meeting of Christ, and so you get Christ-filled, and we need that refill every day, but um, I looked in my rearview mirror, and I could see his car had gone underneath my truck, um, and so I called 911, got out of the vehicle, um, went around the back, and the guy was just heartbroken. He, his girlfriend had whatever happened, and he had found this out and stuff, and he was just totally heartbroken. He was telling me his story. Um, and in my mind, it was saying, pray for him. Pray for this guy. Instead of worrying about your truck, you know, your truck's fine. It'll be fixed. So I asked him, can I pray for you? And he said, sure. <laughs> you know, so I put my arm around him, and... Um, I prayed for them, and the cops pulled up, and they, were, they waited until we were done. Um, you know, he got a citation because he rear-ended my, my truck. Anyway, long story short, because this is getting long, um, he, when I did my testimony, that's what I was trying to tell you, um, my testimony, I had talked about that, in, and at the end, I said, anybody needs prayer, come up. Well, he happened to be here. When I, did, when I told that story, um, and he said, I'm the one that rear-ended you. And when I looked at that, I, I was speechless because God was telling me that when I want you to do something, I may show you why I want you to do that and why, why I had you do that. And so that was another clarification uh, for me on my testimony. And, and I said to him, finally when I was able to talk, I said, so... What made you come here? And he said, I woke up in the morning because I go to another church. He goes, I woke up in the morning and God said, go to, go to the bridge church. And so those are the kind of things that you never forget. Um, and they happen around us if we look for them. Um, sometimes we don't look for, for the miracles. And then speaking of miracles, I just want to tell you, our church, I know people come up for prayer once in a while, but they don't, if, when they're hurting physically, uh, sometimes they don't, they don't come up for prayer. And I just want you to know that God has not changed. He still does miracles, physical or whatever it may be. Um, one of the things I want to tell you, and I'm real quick, is I, back in 2017, that was a bad year for me, I guess. It turned out good, though. Um, I, had, I had both shoulders. I could hardly lift my arms. And I was sitting right over there, and, and God said, go, go talk to Doug. Have him pray for you. So Doug was sitting in the back. He goes to this church. He's, he's out hunting right now. But um, I went over there, and I asked him. I talked to him, and I said, Can, I, want, you're supposed to, I want you to pray for my shoulders. And he did. This was on a Sunday. Uh, Monday was hurting real bad. Tuesday morning I woke up, and I didn't have any pain. And, and so God answered that prayer pretty fast. I called. My surgery was on Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember exactly. But I called the doctor's office, said I was canceling, and the doctor called me back, and he said, don't do that. You'll regret it because you're going to get hurt real bad. And I, I said, well, I don't have any pain. And he goes, well, those won't heal themselves. And I said, I know. And so that's why I'm saying that, because I notice in the churches sometimes people don't come up for prayer because I, whatever it is, but God still does those miracles, okay? Um, he never changes and a, a lot of our battles, a lot of our battles are won with prayer. 
and sometimes before the battle even starts. If we pray, excuse me for that, if we pray, the battle won't even start. I mean, and of course, we don't know if it's going to be a battle or not because it didn't start. <laughs> but, but, you know, some, you, as you start noticing things like that, it, it's easier for you to, to, to ask God for those things, and I know it is for me. And then one other thing, a couple other ones. Um, he told me, this was Friday night, he said, when things happen, a miracle, and we, 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 in the world now, that what it's done for us is told us that that's another reason why that happened, not because God did it. But he told, this is what his, was his word to my heart. He said, look for the supernatural, not the natural, when something miracle happens in your life. And I, I believe that today now. Um, so, you know, expect a miracle and look for it. Um, so he is speaking to us if we stop and listen we're going to hear what he says and a lot of times we don't do that stop to listen we just keep going And some, if you're going down the road and you hear a noise in your car you'll pull over but if you don't hear it in your ear or in your heart you won't stop so um, just listen to what he has to say and then um And when we do, a, we're sinners. I'm a sinner. When, when I get into a sin that is, is something I do constantly, I know that I'm not supposed to do that, and I know I'm, I'm able to change that. But sometimes we can get in that sin, and we do it over and over and over again. And what happens is um, we, think, we think it's okay because it gets so natural for us. So, so just check your hearts. Paul tells you to check, your, check yourself um, what, what I would say is if you're living in a sin um, that keeps repeating itself over and over, you, ha- you have locked out your relationship with God because you can't come in there and do things when you're, when you're sinning over and over and over. Um, that's one of the things. That, uh, and then one other thing I want to tell you, and this, this is in Revelation 3. I had to, and this is Paul I mean, this is God talking to the church in Laodicea. I can't probably say it wrong, but Laodicea, about being lukewarm. It's Revelation 3, verses 15, 16. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either cold, one or the other. I cold, cold or hot, nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm... Neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And what that, that was the same time when I was getting these other ones, and, and what that told me, the explanation was we have one foot in the world and one foot in Jesus, and we want to get both feet in. If you, if you get a pair of pants and you only put one foot in and you walk around, it's going to look silly. It's not going to feel right. So, um, so that is, is my message for today. I just... Um, I am so thankful that God put me here to talk to you. We're, like I said, we're going to have a change in, in, the, in the shepherd leading our flock pretty soon and pray for those folks. The pastors are getting beat up all over the place as far as um, spiritually Satan's coming in and beating them up, and they're also getting burned out. And um, so I would pray for your pastor. 
Um, he may be, may know more than, you know, they know more than I do, but I still pray for them because they are part of me and they're, they're, they're my learning. So that being said, I appreciate you guys listening to this today. Um, I know some of you guys want to go home and watch football. Um, I can see the football people jumping around a little bit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I would just like to pray for, for our congregation and pray for our, our country. And if you guys don't mind bowing your head. And just, what you need prayer, you can come up here. There's some prayer. prayer um, we have some teams that will be up here to help pray with you. But feel, feel free to do that. I mean, it's very, um, very refreshing to have someone pray for you. Um, so, Lord God, I just, we lift you up, Lord. We glorify you. We do things that glorify you, Lord. I just pray in your church, Lord, that you, that you will bless each and every one in here, Lord, that you will show them that you are the only Christ. And when we believe in you so much, we lean on you. We look up to you, Lord. And then for the world, Lord God, I just pray for our country and for the world, Lord. It's good is evil and evil is good. And it's just turned around, Lord. And I just pray for a healing upon our country. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.